Louise McSharry on 2FM. It's Afri O'Connell in for Louise McSharry today. Now, Saturday wouldn't be Saturday without a hit of news to ground us all in case we were all feeling a little bit too happy with ourselves <laughs> today. <laughs> on this beautiful Easter Saturday, Aoife Moore, political correspondent for the Irish Examiner, joins me on the line. Aoife, how are you? Good morning, how are you? I'm not too bad. I feel like you're about to fix that for me though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the Grim Reaper of the show like every week. It's like, here's you feel with the bad news. I love this. I actually love listening to you and Louise every weekend because it's kind of, it's a very compacted uh, little... There's a bit of everything. There's yeah. a bit of everything. And also you don't have to listen to the news the rest of the week if you don't want to because you'll get it all. <laughs> Yes, You'll you. hear Aoife sighing about it every Saturday. So <laughs> Everybody's sighing. I wouldn't even know. That's, it, it's just the way things are now. But come here. So, of course, we have to start with um, COVID and the numbers of infections aren't going down. And the message from Neffet is very clear, which is stay home. Yeah, so last night there was 591. Um, this week we have bounced down the, you know, as low as four, around 400 and back up to seven, over 700. So yeah. we know that this is just the state that we're in mm-hmm. and we're not really going to see any depth because of the B117 variant, because of everything else we already know, schools being back, stuff like that. Yeah. We're going to bounce around those numbers for a while. The main concern with Neffet is, you know, we've had... Mother's Day and we've had Patrick's Day and now we're over the Easter bank holiday and it's sunny outside. Yeah, of course. And basically Neffy are saying Neffy are saying like, please do not be going into people's houses. We're not allowed to do that yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, please keep to your own household because we're so close, you know, the vaccine rollout is yeah. rolling out. But with the good weather and stuff, like you might go and meet your friends in a park and then yeah. oh you might go into their house like they don't want any of that like it's just it's too contagious now and we really can't take a chance you know there's over I think it's over 200 people yeah. in hospital at the minute with COVID-19 and we just can't see any pressure on the health service like we did in January the T-shirt was very clear about that this that- week as well that seems to be the thing that they're they're terrified of is is a return to what happened in January yeah, like the Taoiseach said this to his parliamentary party meeting on, on Wednesday. He basically said, like, I never want the health services to have to go through this again. Yeah. And I think that's totally fair enough. So even, you know, me and Louise say this all the time, even if you think you're young and you don't mind if you get COVID, yeah, that's not really the point because yeah. you're likely to infect someone else and someone else might have to go to hospital and that's just how this happens. So you kind of... the. They've been tackling the sort of um, the asymptomatic spread, say people who who may not know they have it, but want to make sure that they don't. So there was four new walk in COVID-19 testing centres for asymptomatic people only. Um, they, they were opening up. They're opening up around the country today, actually. Yeah, so there's a few different ones. Like there's one um, on Nace Racecourse uh-huh. and there's one in Athlone's at the Sports Centre in Athlone and the Town Hall in Ballinasloe. So Basically, they're asking people to come to these temporary testing centres. And even if you don't have any symptoms, like you might think you're totally fine, but just come and get a free test. You don't have to contact your GP. You don't have to book. You literally just queue up. You know, we saw photos yesterday of people in a field because, yeah, so of course they're in a field. (laughs) (laughs) Queuing up with their masks on in the the wellies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to get tested. And basically, because the areas that they've opened them up in, are areas where we're seeing, you know, high community transmission in different areas. 
So they basically said, like, come, even if you feel fine, just for the Easter weekend, you know. Sure. Just come and get a test. And it's basically they're trying to nip it in the bud early rather than people maybe having COVID, not having symptoms, going about their business. Yeah. And, and then finding out they actually have it. Inadvertently spreading it then to to maybe other people or whatever that is. But it's, it's, it seems like a really good, and like way more popular than I would have expected do you know what I mean like it kind I think of... too people don't want to like they think already that GPs and doctors are so busy and if you sure. don't have symptoms you're not going to phone your GP and say oh can I come and get a COVID <laughs> test you know what I mean like people already yeah. don't want to bother the health services so I think yeah. it is a good idea it is and just as well because um, we were <laughs> I was Caroline said <laughs> earlier it's a day out for everyone you get out there and you get yeah. your COVID test it's lovely um, I mean, not it's a different to place than Tesco's which is my day out so. exactly yeah well I, I want to know what we're all wearing to the zoo when it opens up on the 26th of April <laughs> I haven't been to Dublin Zoo since primary one. They took us down on a four hour long bus journey in primary one from Derry to Dublin to go to Dublin Zoo. And I haven't been since. And I will be the first at the door on the 26th of April. (laughs) Excited and full going out regalia. Um, Listen, the other thing was as well, when everyone's blood pressure was kind of just coming down after the story in the Beacon last week, which I know you and Louise talked about, we now heard during the week that a consultant from the Coombe Hospital took home vaccines for a family member Mm. or his family members. So this came out, this story came out a while ago. What are they um, trying to do to us here? What's happening? I know. And I, uh, so anyway, this came out a while ago, but this is just, the review was published this week. So that's why it's back in the news. But basically this independent review was about how this came, how this came to pass. But Mm -hmm. basically they said that on the 8th of January, um, there was these doses that, like, I'm in air quotes, left over, because they're not left over. Of course, there are yeah. thousands of people waiting for their jab. But yeah. basically, this was at the end of the day, and there was 16 doses, so they were administered across eight families who otherwise would not have been eligible to receive the vaccine. Mm. Nine of the 16 were over 70, so I don't think people like take as much you know they're not as annoyed about that sure but the other seven you know are a varying age and then two of the vaccinations were from one family we know that the consultant took the vaccines home uh-huh. and vaccinated two people in his family you are not supposed to do that like the vaccine no, really? should not be in your car <laughs> crazy i was like i have a stock in my car it's so weird <laughs> just yeah, like doing like, them from the boot of my car you just bring them home Absolutely. like i know when i were like when i worked in a restaurant we weren't allowed to bring leftover food home so i don't know why you yeah. would think that you could bring and the other point that was made was yeah fair enough they were left over at the end of the day but there was also you know fire stations that were sure close to that yeah yeah hospital. yeah i'm sure some paramedics and firefighters would have quite liked to get their vaccine Absolutely. so it is. It's really, really disappointing, and I hate this phrase now: leftover vaccines, because they're they're not leftover. They will. I mean, they, there are vulnerable people who don't have them, and so they could be leftover. very, very easily used and made and brought to a good home and a welcome home, I'm sure, and not an actual home. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. they're not going spare. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they're certainly not at the moment. But it feels like I I don't know um, what you know at the or or what you've kind of discovered during the week. It feels like they're very confident about the ramp up so fingers crossed that it kind of will um pan out that way 
you know? Yeah, I mean, they... <laughs> They seem confident and then the numbers change sure. and then they say, oh, it's not our fault that the numbers have changed. Yeah. And, you know, there was like a whole Barney in the doll this week. Alan Kelly had steam coming out of his he ears. He did, on yeah. Steve Donnelly. Yeah. But Alan's so serene and calm most of the time. So he it's is. Really it's very a, unlike a him. <laughs> It's not like him at all. Not at all. He's so... So so zen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanted to say to you as well, this really weird... Um, a very strange list of of 26 states which were added to mm. um, the mandatory hotel quarantine list, which included Serbia and Moldova, places like um, is Israel, who <laughs> seems to be... It's, I- totally, it's totally bizarre. There's no other word for it. It's, it's, not, it's not a list of mandatory quarantine. What it is, is a geography on? lesson. What? Yeah. It's basically... <laughs> <laughs> basically, they were going to put new, a whole load of new countries on the mandatory quarantine list and they know there were places like Germany and France. France is having um, a huge surge at the minute and they've also found a new very deadly variant in Brittany. So you would assume that France would be one of the first on it. Mm -hmm. They were flagged earlier on that they were supposed to go on it and then we heard that there was an intervention from the Attorney General who said that they didn't know they didn't know if they could put EU countries on it despite the fact that Austria was already on it and surely someone would have checked with the commission before we we brought in mandatory quarantine yeah then basically they were taken off so France places like that the US were taken off despite you know huge surges in those countries the state of Israel is on it the leader in vaccinations yeah they're on it yeah um doesn't make any sense you know the I had a look yesterday so the territory of Wallace and Fituna Islands that notorious hotspot of I mean when are we not there for our holidays honest god that's Um, hen party central (laughs) they've had it's the Sligo town of the world (laughs) So <laughs> there's they've had two hundred and fourteen cases since January. Oh for God's sake. <laughs> so they're on it. I don't yeah. even know why you would like I'd never heard of it, but basically Neither did I. all of these states have been put on it. And the opposition, I think rightly, have said, lads, this is a bit of a joke. This is basically you saying, Look, we've brought in mandatory quarantine, but the states that they've put on the mandatory quarantine list aren't really going to be practical in stemming the virus, especially with new variants. And what I said about France is really, really concerning. Now, Simon Coveney, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, said Mm. on Highland Radio the other day that, you know, we shouldn't really be bringing in um, mandatory quarantine in states where there are a lot of Irish people. Uh, Which also really annoyed the department, people in the Department of Health who said to me, well, the surge at Christmas was partly linked to Irish people coming home and bringing the British from you know, the, the UK of course. variant back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it doesn't um to be honest, it's, it's very strange. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. Do you think that'll be ongoing kind of next do you think that's something that's going to continue to rumble? Like it doesn't seem to be resolved yet. Yeah, like I was listening to Claire Byrne yesterday and there was like a lot of chat about it and yeah. even the Fine Gael and Fine Gael Fall um, representatives that they had had a hard time defending it. You couldn't really make out what the actual stance was yeah. and we know that they're divided on it. We know the Department of Health and the Department of Foreign Affairs have two very different opinions so and that's kind of been reflected in what they're saying in the media so I think this will rumble on okay. for the next couple of weeks. Um, so we'll leave COVID, uh, for, please, oh <laughs> for, for a while. But what I want to talk to you about is um, 
there's just it's it's really really distressing it's in the US um Derek Chauvin's trial who is on trial for the murder mm-hmm. of George Floyd is is ongoing at the moment and witnesses are breaking down all the time watching you know new previously unseen video footage of his arrest and all this kind of thing what's happening there yeah, this is incredibly uh, traumatic. I think mm. if for anyone I've watched bits and pieces, but I've tried not to watch you yeah. know, the whole thing. But basically, eyewitnesses, paramedics, um, the 911 operator have all given evidence mm-hmm. this week in the trial. Derek Chauvin, who, um, for those who don't know, knelt yeah. on George Floyd's neck for around eight minutes um, and George Floyd then died. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the defense is basically saying George Floyd had heart problems. He mm-hmm. was high on drugs at the time, um, yeah. and there was a lot of commentary about how you know George Floyd is not on trial here. Yeah, he is dead. Yeah, and um, it's getting to the point where what witnesses are being kind of badgered on the stand. Yeah, um, and they're breaking down when they have to watch this video over and over, and the young man. I was going to say boy, but young man who actually called the yes, police over yes. a fake um basically george floyd allegedly paid with a fake 20 dollar bill mm-hmm. and the young man who got the fake 20 dollar bill in the shop told his boss and they phoned the police and he was on and he was saying about how guilty he felt how yeah. bad he felt that the police were called because now he somehow feels like of course this yeah is his fault yeah and it's just it's so heartbreaking i can't imagine what it's like for george floyd's family to have to sit and listen to all this as if you're you know your loved one has done something wrong i've noticed have... even in the the reporting of it it's it's being called the george floyd to, to mm-hmm. trial you know what I mean I've seen that a lot kind of that that framing of it which is very strange because it's not the George Floyd trial yeah, it's the Derek Chauvin trial much made much made of like George Floyd was you know they kept talking about he was six foot four and sure. weighed x amount and it's this kind of trying to portray that this big black man had to be you know held down because he was so erratic or whatever mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is just really poisonous and I yeah. think and especially in Minneapolis, like the reporting that's coming from there is like it's very tense around the the city as well. And I think yeah, it's, it's just really heartbreaking. And, you know, the thing is, one side of it is like you're glad that it was caught on video because at least there is some form of proof. But there's also this thing in the back of your head that it might he might not be charged he not, he might not be found guilty of course, or anything because yeah. we know how these trials go in America and so. what happens then yeah yeah of course mm-hmm. um finally Eva I just want to chat to you as well about Myanmar because it's been a horrendous week there as well the the military has expanded an internet shutdown as well yeah, so I was actually reading a really interesting um, article about this this morning, if anyone wants to look at it on my Twitter. But basically, um, there's been a military coup in Myanmar and, you know, there is serious um, alleged war crimes going on, you know, the shooting of protesters mm-hmm. and civilians. And this week, um, so what the protesters were doing are they're live streaming what's happening on the streets. Mm-hmm. So live streaming is a bit different from photos and video because it's much easier um, to authenticate for, you yeah. know, like say people in the UN or other, you know, journalistic outlets. So people are live streaming what's happening, okay. which is, you know, caught in real time. The military junta do not want this happening. So what they're doing is they're shutting off 
internet connections wow. and phone service. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point now. So the UN Security Council said, you know, they have expressed deep concern about what's happening. Um, there's over 500 people dead. And this um, next move to cut off internet, as we know, internet is so important now for the documenting of yeah, these things. Of like we just talked talk about George Floyd there, but like, um, and it's obvious that if you had nothing to hide, you would not be cutting off of people's course. internet. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's major concern about this because the only way that people are finding out what's happening in Myanmar is because of people with phones and journalists. And we already know journalists have been targeted and now they're targeting uh the internet as well so yeah it's an incredibly concerning um, it's another kind of weapon in their arsenal it seems like to um to cause as much havoc as possible or make people as afraid as possible i suppose as well um listen Aoife i'm like delighted to talk to you today it's such a pleasure and i hope that you have a gorgeous easter weekend after all of that digesting of the news all week (laughs) Come here, listen. Thanks so much. Not at all. And we'll chat to you again soon. You sh- uh, you'll be back, I'm sure, next week with uh, Louise as well. But thanks a million for chatting to me today. No worries. Have a good Easter. Bye-bye. Cheers, Eva. Thanks a million. Louise McSharry on 2FM.